Hot Texas Joe's brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the morning. How wild is it that non-vaccinated Nick Rolovich is out as Washington State football coach ahead of this week's game against BYU? Against the vaccinated BYU Cougars. Dane says the Pac-12 is nothing but a liberal dictatorship. <laughs> I think that's to do with the state of Washington versus the factual <laughs> details. Yeah, that's just you know semantics. There. I mean, they are. They're so left wing. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> Adams, right back at him. Hey, settle down, MAGA man. It was a Washington mandate from the government that cost him his job, not the Pac-12. Yeah, okay, but that, that's two different things. The Pac-12 is still a bastion of liberality. <laughs> you just wanted to say liberality. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a crazy, crazy story. And I don't care where your politics are, this is just a crazy story. I, mean, I, I never would have thought in my life that an NFL, or an NFL, and a Pac 12 head coach and staff members, four or five, five total, I guess, including Rolovich are out Mid-season. because of a vaccine and a three-game winning streak when you're rolling. Rolo was rolling. You get your quarterback back. You can explain the losses. Explain the loss to Utah. They didn't have Delora or uh, Borgie. And it took a fourth-quarter interception by uh, Phillips to extend the lead and make it comfortable. Is right down to the wire. I mean, I don't know what would have happened, but if you're Washington State, you can easily look at that. And they would be in contention for first place at that point. And so they still have an opportunity. They're 4-3 and three with five games to go. You finished 9-3. and three. You've had a really good season. I don't care what division you did or didn't win. If you go 9-3 and three in Pullman, Washington, as in most places, Tempe, Arizona, and so forth, that's a really good season as far as I'm concerned. And Delora last year didn't even count, so I don't know what his plans are, but he can be considered a freshman. And now this? Yes. It's crazy. And the stories coming out of there, the, the guys who've been in the program a while, now he's a, a newer guy, but they've been through two player deaths. They're getting yeah, ready yeah, now for yeah. their third coach. Yeah. I mean, oh, I whatever am. you sign on for, as a college athlete, over four years, stuff's going to change. But that is a lot to go through. Well, they in had the Pac-12 Network broadcast the press conference at 7.15 our time last night. So I fired it up. And listen to it because it matters. It's part of the job, I feel. So I listened to the whole thing. It went about 15, 20 minutes. They had the president and the AD there. And both of those men kept talking about that very thing, about the tragic uh, Holinsky, uh, I think that's his name, right? He took his life uh, a couple years back. Ryan Holinsky, yeah. Yeah. His brother went to South Carolina, but I think he transferred. He transferred to Wisconsin? He, no, he's a starter at Northwestern. Northwestern, that's what it was, yeah. Pretty good game last week, he, too. He transferred, yeah. And he was a, he's a quarterback. And uh, so, yeah, one thing after another here for these, for these kids. It's just crazy. I don't know how else to explain it. 
Can you explain what impact it's going to have on the game? Because that's what a lot of BYU fans care about because the back-to-back losses, a three-game losing streak, that will, whatever momentum they had, man, a three-game losing streak just zaps that. Yeah, I actually think it galvanizes them, but it's a flip of coin. I mean, you want to argue this is uh, something, a major distraction that will cause them to fraction and go into various places where they are not together as a team. That's fine, too. This is just an opinion here. But I think, to me... And watching that game against Stanford on Saturday as much as I could with other games that I'm trying to watch, uh, the BYU game being the prominent one, was that uh, they're on a roll now. And they, as I've said many, many times, it depends on not just who you play, but when you play them. You know, if you would have caught Utah caught a major break without Delora playing, it's just a fact. I don't know that they necessarily needed it, but they caught it and took advantage of it. And but now he's back and he's playing well. And so, yeah, I think they're going to be a tough out because they are playing well. And I mean, they pretty much knew this was coming. It was the the postponing press conference on Saturday, and the comments were so bizarre. It was like attending your own funeral. In a sense, I mean, we knew this was coming. I just didn't believe it was going to happen, but yet it did. I didn't know if they were going to make an exception because you make exceptions. People who have leverage tend to get things made exceptions for them. Uh, You know, we talked about Kareem Hunt, video of him kicking a woman. Well, he's good enough to play, so he plays in the NFL, right? Because he's good enough. Uh, Ray Rice punched a gal. Was he good enough? Now he's was done. Did you argue was he good enough? It's, I don't. I don't know all the circumstances on either of those cases. But the point being, the better you are, the more leverage you have. It seems like more accommodations are made for you. And I, I just didn't know that it would come to this. And why isn't he getting the vaccine? Does he have a right not to get it? I guess he has a right to get it, not to get it. But he's going to pay a heavy price. He's going to walk away from a head coaching job and three million dollars. Oh, there's plenty of comments about that. Scott leaving three million on the table, and he's got the face palm emoji after that. So we do. Do we respect him for staying true to his convictions, or do we think he's selfish? And how dare you put others' health at jeopardy in jeopardy and all that stuff? And what is your politics? Who'd you vote for in the uh, last election? Uh, Will probably tell me who or who you support and what you support in this case. That's just the reality of it. Money, race, and politics now, they're in every discussion. Including whether Nick Rolovich coaches Saturday or not. To which the answer is no, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. To one extent or another, those three factors it's, are involved in virtually everything. This isn't a surprise. You went to Pac-12 Media Days, but he didn't. He and did it was not, because no. of his vaccine status. So this Correct. story has been building since, well, for us who are out of town August, it may have been a bigger deal up there. Uh, or late July, I mean. That may have been yeah, a bigger yeah, yeah, deal gotcha. up there before then. But, I mean, this this train was on the tracks weeks ago. Months ago. With that acknowledgement, because it's a fact, that's why I thought it would never get to this point, because it has been a story. And if you're against it, or you have some personal reasons, whatever, they, and he's never really expounded, and we know about the religious exemption, uh, but you would have thought that, okay, why get it in August if I don't have to get it until October? And there was one point where he said something, and he never really spelled it out. He doesn't have to. He could, but he didn't. But he said something, and people thought, well, he's quietly going to get it and not announce it and just keep coaching. But apparently that was not the right take. 
Well, it he, was. He didn't get it, and now he's not coaching. And suppose he gets it today. Can he get it? Can he have a change of heart? Decide to get it? I would say on the surface, no, but your point about that exceptions are made for people in exceptional circumstances, who are exceptional at their job, it's a strong point. I mean, there's, there's tons of them. There's jokes about it in sports all the time. Jimmy Johnson cutting a guy for falling asleep. But what if Troy fell asleep? I'd hit him on the knee and tell him to wake up, right? Troy, Troy Eggman's a Hall of Famer. Well, after he had a decent nap, though. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Not just like three minutes. If he's, he's tired, he's a Hall of Famer. Rest. There's a Hall of Famer, man. There's another set of rules for the Hall of Famer. Tell me about it, and that's why I got the rules for me. Yeah! <laughs> this is so bizarre, man. I just, there's nothing in the world to compare it in the sports world about anyway. And we see the similar stories repeat themselves over and over. Yeah. They're a little different. The flesh befalls a head coach. All right. That's as old as yep. probably the first coach. <laughs> Did Adam coach his kids coach, soccer? Coach Adam. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Did he coach T-ball? I mean, so we've all heard of those stories, right? They're a dime a dozen. Uh, how that? Not uh, this one. I mean, I've been trying to tell these people, to co- coaches, women, weak in knees. They don't want to listen. <laughs> you know, I tell you. Uh, so it just that was your Burgess Meredith right there. Thank you, Mick. Rag, 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 rag. What did he play? He played Penguin on Batman? Yes, you're correct. Yeah. I loved Batman. Loved Batman as a kid. Yeah. And then they leave you with that cliffhanger. You think, oh, no, Robin and Adam and Batman, they're going to die. And then you had to wait till tomorrow to find out how the crap they got out of it. And you have pow, zam, smack. Okay. I love that stuff, man. <laughs> easily, easily. Top two or three show as a kid. Yeah. This is so this is so wacko. And then he doesn't owe us an explanation, but just out of interest, I would like to know. And it certainly doesn't owe me anything. No, I don't think he owes anybody. He pl- he played by the rules and the rules were what they were. Now he's out of a job. So he I, does he have that right to do it? I think he does and he paid a heavy price. I mean, I, I didn't know that I wanted to get the vaccine, but it wasn't for any big moralistic stance. It's just that for 15 months, I did the show out of my basement, and then uh, gyms were closed, so I'd go to the park, and then when they opened, i go at like 11 or 12 in, in the morning or at noon, and there's hardly anybody there, and then I'd go golf, and then that was it. It's like... I, it's a fairly isolated life. Yeah, I think, yeah exactly, <laughs> I right. Know. You know, and I don't have any family here, so I'm not... You're not going for birthdays and anniversaries no. and the big Sunday night dinner no. with 20 people, and you get a text from a coworker who says, "I'm over at my mother-in-law's, and I'll get back to you later." Right? No, I haven't. I haven't had that. That's me and Yacht texting. I no, I have no family here. Zero. I haven't had a family dinner in well over 10, 15 years with my own little family. I even haven't even had that. So I thought, I don't need this thing. If anybody's not going to get it, it's me. But then all this hubbub about, well, you got to get it for this guy, that guy, and for you to come back and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. So I called a couple of medical people that I know, and uh, they were emphatic about it, and I figured they know more than me, so got it. I didn't make a big deal. It was, I was not making any political stance is what I'm trying to get yeah. to. 
I don't make political stances. Lots of people had their hesitations and wondered and called people with medical backgrounds. I know I did. I didn't, but I wasn't hesitant about it, though. I just didn't think there was any point for me. I wasn't hesitant, medically speaking, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. Like, oh, no, I mean, this is something that's absolutely wrong, blah, blah, blah. That's just me. If you think otherwise, so be it. I'm not here to preach to you whatsoever in any way possible. You do what you do. And there's no point in me preaching. The media now has turned into preaching and lecturing. You know? It's a fine line from opinion to preaching to lecturing. But that's where we are. If you don't preach and lecture in the media, if you have a platform, then you're negligent. That's all it is. And you're either left or you're right. And the thing that I've discovered, you're not going to convince me of anything. So stop. Don't preach to me because it's not going to work. In fact, it's going to make you, my, the way I'm born and bred, it's going to make me want to do the opposite. (laughs) So when does it change? When does the media go back to reporting? And it's more about the quotes, which may or may not be the truth, but we report what people tell us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that it'll ever be. That's that's a good point. I don't know. I can't answer that question. I don't know. That's where we're going. So I don't know. And then there's the, the more preaching there is, you're just literally preaching to the choir in that sense because the other side becomes more distrusting, more they move uh, more away, and they believe you less. And, you know, we got Katie Couric out there with the uh, Ginsburg thing. Oh, well, I can interview her, and she was great and all. But wait, she said something that I disagreed with, so she so didn't I understand wanna, the question. I want to protect her. And censor, yeah. yeah. Who the hell are you to censor? Which this lady, this justice who was acknowledged as a, a pioneer and a groundbreaking person for all the stuff she did and blah, blah, blah. But she leaned over here, but not on this thing with the kneeling for the national anthem and Kaepernick. Well, but she didn't understand the question. Oh, my gosh. She didn't understand the question. Then maybe she shouldn't be a Supreme Court judge. Yeah, or you shouldn't interview her in the first place. Yeah, but obviously this shouldn't understand which the journalism. Which journalism oh professor was it who told you? Uh, to, by the way, uh, censor the answers based on uh, what you like and think <laughs> of the. None of your journalism professors said that. I would think not. No, just shocking. Uh, the w- the way this profession has gone is just. It's embarrassing at times, and I used to hold it in such high regard. And there's plenty of people who still should be held in high regard, uh, and all that stuff. But then, then that was just that was just a shocker when I saw that story. So all this preaching doesn't work anyway because there's a massive distrust and all this stuff. So you know, so I did, why preach about Rolovich then? He played by the rules. I, These are the rules. The state of Washington know. established this date. We hit the date. Voila. And there you go. I know, but it's crazy. It is, because he's gone midseason. And coaches, you know, we're all in. Eh, I'm not all in. These are premium jobs. Yeah. They're hard to get. You've got to work for it. You just don't roll into it, so to speak. You, I mean, you got to pay your dues. I'm sure and if I looked at his resume, he's probably been all over the place. I first heard of him as, uh, I think, the coordinator at Nevada. And then obviously at Hawaii, and then here in Pullman. Uh, but wow, and those assistants. This is this is this is one of the more unbelievable sports stories that I've ever seen. And I don't know whether to say that, oh, kid, way to stand up for your convictions, or what are you doing? <laughs>
I think it's okay. Actually, we don't to really say know what he. We don't really know what he's doing because he's, he's, never, he's never made. He's, that's what I'm saying. He's never explained it, and he doesn't owe me an explanation by any stretch. Right. I, I don't know it. that he owes anybody. His family, I guess. Maybe his players, but not us. And we're not even Washington taxpayers. <laughs> Maybe even them before us. The yeah, forty nine states. This is so wild, man. This is such a wild story. I don't know that it ha- will have any effect. I think the BYU Cougars are going to have to play well. They're going to have to stop Washington State's offense, no matter if I'm coaching or Rolovich is coaching or this. So would they elevate the offensive coordinator? Uh, Defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who the coach is, uh, I just I don't know that. Maybe it does. Maybe it has a massive effect. I don't know. But I do know BYU is going to have to play better. They're going to have to play better defensively. That's a fact. They can't let Borgie go for 200 yards and but run this all is, over them. Right, but this is going to be a different kind of test because of the way they're throwing the ball. Right, but if you can run the ball, and Borgie's very good, uh, and if you can run the ball the way uh, Baylor did, don't throw it. I mean, <laughs> years ago we saw the All Cougar this... offense that was a big pass-happy offense come into Rice-Eccles and hardly throw the ball, and they, the object, objective is to win the game. Norm Chow changed up to everything. 96. Is that what it was, 96? Yeah. They ran the ball extensively. Cotton Bowl team, they, I think Sark threw like six passes right. or some ridiculously they low like total. 400 or right. some yeah. such. So I can't say that I know obviously Washington State is a passing team, but are they in this case if they can have success running the ball because it's the easiest way to win and dominate? DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, more on this game with Dylan Cauley, former BYU receiver at 8 o'clock. Stay with us.